This podcast was brought to you by Dragon Shield. Check out the affiliate link down below to help support the show. Well, welcome to another episode of the Play to Win podcast. I'm Cam. I'm Dylan. And this week, we actually have a couple different things we're going to be talking about. Our main topic today is going to be talking about the best stacks commanders in CEDH. We're going to give them rankings, and we're going to figure out which ones are the best based on the rankings that we give them. I love it. I love stacks pieces, and I love ranking stuff. Great. I'm excited. I love that we are getting two of your loves together for this. I am enthusiastic. This is enthusiasm. But before we jump in, our patron SoulCal Acura actually has a couple questions for us. So I want to start off on one, and then at the end of the podcast, we're going to answer his other question. You got it. So SoulCal Acura is interested in hearing what our favorite Sans Blue decks are in this Thassa's Oracle world. Interesting. Favorite decks without the color blue. Correct. No blue. <laughs> All right, great. Now that we understand what the word Sans means, for me right now, I'm going to have to go Tim Najeska because that's the only Sans blue that deck that I'm playing right now. I've been liking it a lot. I love reanimating stuff. I love what Mardu's trying to do right now. Mardu, Summer Baby, let's go. Um, the deck has some issues, doesn't interact super well, and that can be a little bit... Um, you're, I mean, you're going to lose some games because of that, but the deck is very explosive and can win again and again and again. It's got card advantage. It's got removal. It's got a win outlet all in the command zone. I've been loving that deck. Summer's coming to an end. We're coming to I an know. end on Marduk Summer here, yeah. which means that I think, did I see that Mod tweeted something about it being Esper Fall or oh, some I, shit? I, I heard Rakdos Autumn. But oh, it's Rakdos Autumn? <laughs> I'm not well, sure. I we'll see what that. happens. <laughs> I love that because like, I have two answers for Soul Cow's question because yeah. my first answer is my... No one's surprised to hear me say Magda answer. Of course, yeah. Um, but my other one is Obnixilis Captive Kingpin, too. Dude. Like, this deck is just absolutely bonkers, and I'm ready for it to see top 16 tournament play. Like, I i don't think we're that far off no. from actually getting to that point where we're going to see this in top 16s pretty consistently. It's still very new, so I think there's still a lot of fine-tuning that's going on. I think that there's still not a lot of people that have been picking up the deck and sticking with it quite yet. Yeah, I think that Obnixilis deck is awesome. We've seen it a couple times. We've had it on the Chill to Win a few times, our Patreon exclusive videos. Obnixilis has done well there. Has it done well on the main channel yet? It will. Yeah, there's another one It's somewhere one in the schedule. It's, it's, it's coming out somewhere in the yeah, schedule. Yeah, keep an eye on but it. But either way, it's a fucking awesome list, and Obnixilis is sick. So those are our favorite Sans Blue decks in this Thassa's Oracle world. So. I will. I'm so sorry. I real quick want to do one honorable mention to Blood Pod. I don't have it together right now, and we are talking about Stacks decks today, so I should bring up Blood Pod. I don't know why you want to bring it up now. We're going to talk about it later. We'll too. talk about it later. I'm not even going to bring about it now. Let's just yeah, move on. We'll gush about it in a second. <laughs> okay. Here. Yeah. All right. So the best stacks commanders. So uh, this is, I guess, a weird time to be talking about stacks because it's kind of now not in favor in CEDH right now. Yeah. There's kind of favoring mid-range strategies a little bit more like Ristic Study type decks are really the strongest thing that you can be doing in CEDH right now. So stacks has kind of fallen out. Yeah, I would definitely say I've seen much less stacks recently. I haven't seen stacks decks take down a lot of tournaments. If you ask me, unfortunately, although I do love playing stacks, I don't think stacks are particularly well positioned right now. There's just too many powerful things in the format. It's impossible to stop what everyone's doing. Playing stacks decks are very hard. You're playing against three different players when you have the option in CDH to kind of just play against yourself. And that can be a lot easier to get wins. 
Um, it, it's a it's a hard world for stacks players right now. It is, and you also have to worry about your turn order and how playing stacks pieces can you know accidentally give players the game. You also have to watch out for when other players remove your stacks piece at a weird time, and yeah. then someone else wins the game too. Ooh, I had a situation very recently that I want to talk about, just like an experience of a gameplay. Yeah. I was playing a game with Tyler off camera, and we were playing. He had a Void Winner out. Tyler's playing Kinnon. He's got Void Winner out. I know Brandon from a long time. If you remember. Brandon from many uh, from beginning the 2020 of videos. Yeah. Uh, Brandon's playing Tivit next to me, and I know that Brandon has a removal spell for the Void Winner. I'm not sure how I knew this, but just it was given the information was revealed that he has a removal spell in his hand, and I have Court of Calling in my hand. And it was so fucking cool because in response to his removal at the Void Winner, I was able to Court of Calling for Phantasmal Image, Phantasmal <laughs> uh, Image to copy the Void Winner, oh, and dude. then not only did he get rid of Tyler's Void Winner, so I'm unlocked, but now everyone is still under the Void Winner that I control. Yeah. It's it was fucking incredible, but that's the kind of thing that can happen when you play stacks. Stacks is you give your opponents the chance to kind of use them against you sometimes. And capitalize off of them, especially with cards like Gilded Drake. You know, a lot of the stacks pieces that these decks want to play are things like Drenith Magistrate and Opposition Agent. Things that shut off your opponents, but don't shut you off. Yeah. So when that just gets completely Uno reverse carded on you, it can it's be like devastating. A hundred percent, right? Yeah. I feel like I'm I lose the game then. So right. But that being said, that all <laughs> being said stacks is still a very viable strategy and a very powerful thing that you can be doing in cedh if you are <laughs> in pods that specifically try to go very fast love casting more than one spell in a turn and generally are trying to have fun at all any of these stacks decks we're going to talk about today are great things that you can do to kind of slow the game down and play a little bit more fairly yeah. in cedh Definitely. Let's get into it. I'm excited. All right. I'm not going to go in the order that I put them in because I hate the order that I put them in. Great. Yeah. Fuck it. So we're going to start with Jetmir. 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 Write it down on the board. Uh, we we're going to write. Uh, yeah, we have whiteboards. I know. We're a high budget production now. Nice. Are you um, going to hold yours vertically or horizontally? Do you think? Uh, it depends on where I write things. I'm going to do it vertically. Okay. You're going to. It feels like do a notepad. Horizontally, then. Oh, mixing it up. I see. Yeah, mixing nice. it up. Okay. Jetmir. Jetmir, and we're going to do a one, uh, a zero through five rating that we'll Great. do. Five being like this is something you should five. be doing in CEDH. Okay. You don't want to do ten. Um. Yeah. Let's do ten. Okay. We'll do 10. All right. Okay. Yeah, let's just do 10. We'll do 10. Are you keeping all of these on the board the entire time? No, I got dry erase boards so that you can erase them. And then we okay. can, I'll, I'm going to write down the score that you give it later. Okay. By later, I mean like now when what we say that. What should I write down? You should write down like a, like a six or a seven, something in that area. Like a number. Well, we just said we were doing zero out of ten, so I would hope you would write down a number. Like, should I However, write down Jetmere? However, if you would want to write down a color, you could do that, too. Interesting. You don't have to write down Jetmere. I think as long as you have the rating number on there, you can include anything else that you want. Now the pressure's on. I better include something fucking cool. Let's, yeah, you let's, better. Let's get into it. I'm, right. I'm writing Jetmere. Okay. What are your thoughts on Jetmere? Do you have any initial ones? Yeah, I, I have my rating ready to go. And we're going out of ten. We're going out of ten. Yeah, while you're coming up with your rating, I'll tell you about my what my thoughts on Jetmere and why I'm going to rate it the way that I think I do. So this is not the only Naya deck that we're going to talk about today. Uh, there's going to be a couple Naya decks that we're going to talk about, and this color combination is really strong for stacks decks. Not only do you get white, white's really the main color that we're looking for because you have the rule of law effects you get to play, plus most of the powerful stacks pieces that will affect 
most of the CEDH, uh, but you also get access to red and green, which give you outs to birthing pod as a one card win condition that can win through your stacks pieces, at least your rule of laws, which are the most important ones you want to win through. So you can set up Kiki Cheeky lines through birthing pod. You also have Vivian of the Hunt that lets you do all this as well, too. Um, so it's a, it's a really strong color combination to be in. Your interaction is a little bit lacking, but you're a stacks deck, so you don't necessarily need to worry about like counter spells or anything. So between having white and having really strong win conditions for what your strategy is, I really like Jetmere. And I especially like being able to go wide with Jetmere and using your commander for a beatdown strategy as a backup plan. I think that's actually a really good one. So yeah, I'm done monologuing. I gave it a seven. I gave it a 6.2, which I would say is, is kind of close to a seven. I think so too, yeah. I think somewhere between a six or a seven is where I feel comfortable with Jetmere. I like that Jetmere puts a lot of pressure on the table without actually putting encounterable threats on the table. By that, I mean it's going to put ways that'll slowly win the game onto the table, but won't win quickly, so you can't waste your interaction on this stuff just yet because it's not a win just yet, but Jetmere wins slowly. The reason why Jetmere I don't think is better is Jetmere can't create from nothing. Without other stuff going on, Jetmere doesn't really do anything, whereas some other stacks commanders can kind of create from nothing thing if that makes sense yeah i think that's a really good way to put it Jetmere has no way for you to draw more cards in your command zone all it can do is kill your opponents right and it's really good at that but it's not good at getting you back from behind so when the board wraths happen and you get really set back that's it yeah what happens when toxic tailors comes you just that's the up, thing yeah you right? have to get lucky with some of your draws so that will total Jetmere score at 13.2 Great. We're going to move on to one that we haven't talked about in a long time, Dylan. Ooh, okay. Nath. Nath. Remember Nath? I remember Nath very well. Yeah, you I, played Nath for quite a while. I played Nath for a while. Nath has a lot of cool things going for it. Hand disruption is not something that many CDH can, decks can do at all. Nath breaks parity on a couple of them, gives you a couple extra creatures, allows you to win the game with some 1-1 elves if you uh, make your opponents discard too many cards. There's many things to like about Nath. You're in green, black, so you're in the best tutor colors. You have some powerful stacks pieces that really can't see play in any other decks. Stuff like Chains of Mephistopheles, which I really like. The main issue I found is you just kind of gave the game to Underworld Breach players a lot of the time. A lot of time they could hold on to find their Underworld Breach, discard some other cards, or if it was target removal, eventually they would find Savine's Reclamation or something, and after you helped fill their graveyard, they were able to get rid of the one stacks piece that was stopping them and go from there. Remember the time I did the opposite, and I peered and then couldn't win the game, and then I discarded all those cards and gave you all those 1-1s one and just yes. handed it to you? Sometimes, sometimes that happens too. Nath was very good at punishing players for making a mistake. Mistake. If you slipped up once, Nath could really capitalize on that. But I found that it just the clock wasn't fast enough. I couldn't get my yeah. opponents dead quick enough most of the time. Yeah. So I'm giving Nath a three. Ooh. And the reason why I'm going so low is honestly because of the color combination. Yeah. I've played green black stack sticks before and They've been arguably worse than Nath, I will say, uh, because at least Nath has a lot of synergy with hand disruption, so you can play into that. But I don't really like this color combination for stacks in general. I mainly agree. Although there are some fucking cool ones, there's just not enough. Recently, though, Black has been getting a ton of really good stacks pieces. I mean, Dorothy Voidwalker and Opposition Agent, we already know, but with the addition of Orcish Bowmaster, Black is becoming like a premier stacks color, so that's I think that's true. something to think and about. You also do have the... Nether Void and like a couple of other older cards yeah. that work really well but green only adds Collector Oof and Root Maze and Tutors for the creatures though Tutors for the creatures but 
Black already has tutors, so it's not like it. It it's the next thing that you need technically. Also, no card draw in the command zone. I gave it a five. You gave it a five. I think that's that's perfectly reasonable. Unfortunately, I think it's worth than Jet worse than Jetmir. Although I enjoy the strategy, I think a little bit more than Jetmir. It's just I don't think it's as well positioned because I, for a stack deck, I need the stack deck to be able to win the game quickly. You have to be able to find a window and take it. Birthing pod decks can do that well. Nath decks have a harder time. Yeah, I definitely agree. I might be a little bit harsh on Nath, but I don't think it's... it's. That's all I'm going to say about it. I might be a little bit harsh on Nath. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, the next one we're going to talk about... Uh, we'll get we'll get Blood Pod out of the way, because I know you really want to talk about Blood Pod. Blood this is Pods. Tim Natana. Yeah, this was a favorite deck of mine for a long time. I don't have it together currently. I think about putting it back together all the time. I thought the deck was really good. It could find a window very quickly. It could operate at similar speeds to some of the four-color good pile decks. Birthing Pod is a pretty efficient win, especially when you're in a deck that can make a lot of mana. Uh, we're getting a lot more stacks pieces recently. I just talked about the addition of Orcish Bowmaster. Drana and Linvala is a card that can see play in Blood Pod. That is an upgrade from Linvala, a card that I was already seeing play. Um, the deck can do a lot. It draws cards. The main issue that I have found that has is, one, Tana doesn't really do anything, unfortunately. Tana's so close. If Tana was like two mana, holy shit, would it be a good time. Um, and still, I feel the deck lacks a little bit of interaction you know what i mean you have to have the right stacks piece you have to have either collector oof or magus of the moon or archon of Amiria, but it can't be the wrong one and other aggressive decks that are just focused on winning the game it's they're just looking for the one thing there's not you can't have like the wrong half of your deck because most of your deck does the same thing in blood pot that was a little bit of my issue is sometimes i just like played stacks pieces that really didn't do anything and you can't mulligan super low in that deck because it's just not that type of like explosive deck um, either way, the deck is super powerful. Card advantage in the command zone, efficient win condition in Birthing Pod, access to a whole bunch of colors. I still love it. I still think it's playable, but not as playable as it once was, maybe. Yeah, basically everything that we said about the Naya Jet Mirror, you can just add a whole awesome color to and have card advantage in your command zone, too. This is the first of many Tim the decks that we're going to talk about, and this is probably one of the better ones. Yeah. Although I'm seeing we value these a lot differently. Interesting. So what what did you give it? 7.5. 7.5. That's a very respectable score. What did you give it? So I gave it a 9. 9? Maybe in the meta right now it's not a 9, but I have a lot of memories okay. of you killing me you know what with so this deck a ton i think i maybe know what's happening are you saying it's a nine compared to all stacks decks because i think i'm saying it's a 7.5 compared to cdh decks i think in comparison to all other stacks decks this is something i would rather do than a lot of these other decks that we're going to talk about here so either way i'm pretty confident about giving it a nine uh, if I'm going by your, so are you comparing, are you giving it a nine compared to other stack decks? No, I'm kind of talking about it in the CEDH. In the CEDH manner. Then we're, all right, then we're in thinking about the same place. Yeah, no, that's because I, I do thinking. think that this is probably the second best stack stack in the format right now. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Yeah. But to me, there's another one that I think in theory should be up there, but yeah. it's not. I just, I don't see, like, when was the last time you saw stack decks win a tournament? Truthfully, I don't know. Winota is the only when Winota one that first I've came seen. out. Do you want to talk about Winota now? By the way, yeah, sure. Let's bring up Winota because Winota has Winota. seen some tournament play. And I'm so sorry if you if Stack Stacks you're of pet decks. I love Stack Decks. This is just my opinion on the meta right now. I just I haven't found yeah. them to be great myself. I win more with other decks, and I play a lot of different decks. And it's just there's also a lot of people that don't like Stack Stacks. Right. They're excited <laughs> to hear us say that right yeah. now. Oh my god, I'm gonna play more CEDH. Right? Yeah. 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 
And yeah, it's not to say that Stacks Tech can't win. They certainly can. I've seen, I've gotten run, wrecked by Winota many a time. It's just, um, I think they're a little bit inconsistent. But yeah, let's talk about Winona now. Hey, PostCam here. The other thing that I wanted to say about Stack Stacks and tournaments is that a lot of times it can be hard to clean up wins in 75 minutes or even 90 minutes with these Stack Stacks. So it can be tough to accumulate wins when you just keep drawing out matches because nobody nobody can win the game. The other thing is that I'm pretty sure that I start rating my decks more against other Stack Stacks as opposed to how they actually are in the meta contrary to what i might say a couple minutes ago so <laughs> just keep that in mind um also i'm not as good at these transitions as dylan is so back to the podcast winota really fixes a lot of the inconsistency issues though i mean Big you do agree. still have the issue of uh you know i do need specific pieces to stop the table because that's what all stack stacks are like but you get to see so many cards and you get so many winota triggers in that deck so it can be really easy to just you know, snowball. The classic words describe Winota. Yeah. You snowball into an unstoppable board that's just going to wipe everyone out. Winota has a, a very high level of velocity, but the issue is the whole metagame is very aware of that velocity. So they're going to go out of their way to kill your Winota way before it's time to kill Winota, just because they know if that shit gets out of hand too quickly, I'm going to get in a situation where I can't kill the Winota anymore. Which, as the Winota player, you just need to understand is yeah. going to happen. Because yeah. you have a, a very scary commander the cat's out of the bag and has been out of the bag for a while and i don't think there's going to be a time anytime soon where you can comfortably get winota down and feel like she's not going to get targeted right away it doesn't matter if your stacks pieces can potentially you know keep the game going into the late game when in someone else could win the game super early everyone is afraid of what you're gonna do right yeah and it's just that much more important as the winota player to make sure that you like have protection for your winota before you just throw it out there a lot of the time i mean yes the turn two winota with the ability right away is going to be good sometimes but i'm trying to actively get mother of runes and stuff like that out to protect my winota that being said it's velocity. It, it is a must kill. If you can't kill it, it's going to take over the game without a doubt, right? Like, it just, if you don't kill the Winota, it will win the game. And for that reason, it's very strong right now. Yeah. And that's the reason why I give Winota a 10. And it's probably going to be the only deck that I give a 10. Yeah. It is the best out of all of these. And even if Winota does get targeted down, you can find openings and there's going to be times where you can really push in through damage and get the extra stacks pieces that you need to stop people from doing what they need to do not only do you have mother of runes you have giver of runes and decks are playing screlv defector oh, yeah. might again so there's still a lot of ways you can protect winota and i will still be afraid of her in a pod in today's meta definitely even though i'm much more aware and stacks are not as well positioned yeah i i give it an eight um I, although our rating systems are a little different i do think winota is the best list that we'll talk about today i just think since stacks i mean i just said this since stacks is a little bit lower i can't picture it at a nine or a ten against the meta because i just don't think it can compete in the same ways see i'm still see, no matter where stacks is in the meta i'm still Winota's as scared of winota no matter what it's gonna look yeah, like yeah that's fair i totally get that yeah so either that's way why, that's why i went on the high road yeah, I get that. I totally, yeah. yeah. I thought there was one other thing I wanted to say about Winota, too. 
We've talked about Winota so fucking much. I'm sure we've already said it at some it's point. It's card advantage. It's mad advantage. Yeah. It's a win condition. It's everything. All right. Uh, here's one that straddles the line a little bit. Urza, Lord High Artificer. Ooh, okay. Yeah, this was not always a stack stack, but sometimes it is. It's kind of, I think, known for being a stack stack, mainly because Urza combos with Winter Orb, Trinisphere, and Static Orb super well by allowing you to always untap or allowing you to turn off your Trinisphere when it's beneficial for you so to me urza comboing with those cards will always make me feel like it's staxy yeah definitely urza is one that it depends on the meta for me i think i i would not be surprised if urza won a tournament i'll say that i think urza has a high potential to get hot and win a tournament um do a lot of damage at the right pilot urza can be destructive but i have found urza to be kind of i don't know a little bit inconsistent maybe being in one color and playing in that style of just like good cards pile which it feels like urza kind of plays it's hard to compete with four color decks a lot of the time urza is certainly powerful but it's not the strongest one we've seen i don't know i would i think i know what i'm gonna rate it though i think so too um and i i definitely agree it's not the strongest it's my favorite of the mono blue decks and you can now polymorph or not polymorph i yeah. don't know what one's the correct one to do anymore i think people go back and forth i've seen lately off polymorph like, i don't like polymorphing anymore so. yeah there's just a lot of this there's good blue creatures they keep yeah. on printing good creatures what'd you give them seven I gave him a six. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I gave a seven. I think it is worse than Blood Pod and Winota, but it's very close to Blood Pod. I think it's in the same ballpark. Um, I would just, more often than not, I want more colors than less colors. Yeah. doesn't matter how strong yeah. the commander is. That makes sense. I think with how we're rating them, I think everything makes sense so far in, in how this is going. Great. So we're going to talk about uh, Minx next. We're not saying that, right? Uh, what? What? How do you I say it? I think it's Mink. All Wait, right. well, how did you say it? I said minx. I think it's mince. All right. From now on, I won't say it. And then whenever I need to say it, because I'm the one that intros all of the cards, I'll just say, you know, the one I can't say. <laughs> That's so many cards, though. Uh. <laughs> it could be anything. That doesn't never went down. <laughs> I think you should just continue purposefully saying cards wrong. Oh, I will. If you misspell, if you mispronounce it one time, just lean That's in. That's how I say it now. Forever. That's how it is. However yep. I pronounce it the first time is how I pronounce what it. what happened with Flinthorn, Alf. Yeah, exactly. Um... <laughs> Minx. Minx. Yes. So Minsk. this is another one of the Naya decks that typically does go Hulk, but there is a section on the database that does have Minx stacks. I like that this one can make your creatures huge. Yeah, right? If you want to, it can play the same role as Jetmir of like, let's finish the game and use the ability to make some stuff big and get in some actual damage. Um, I like that it can also kill a Protein Hulk. That is very good. But besides that... This card's not doing anything. No, it's not. But it does give you outlets to other win conditions, which I kind of like over Jetmir, I think. I'm going to give it a five. You're going to give him a five? Yeah, I'm giving it a five. I've thought about playing this uh, commander a lot, but it to me, it's just worse than maybe a deck that we'll talk about. I'm not sure. Um, are we going to talk about Rocco? Well, obviously, we're going to talk about Okay, Rocco. yeah, I think it's just worse than Rocco. And actually, actually like, I didn't put Rocco on here. Uh, well, we can talk about Rocco at some point if you want to, but I feel like, unfortunately, Jetmir and Minx just get outclassed by Rocco because you give it a six. Yeah, I give it a six. This is still lower than my Jetmir rating, yeah. which I think makes sense. I think I'd rather play Jetmir in a stacks variant. I if think I, so, too. If I'm playing Minx, I'd rather just lean in on Hulk, and I yeah. want to be a, a Hulk deck. Definitely. Um, Five. Yeah, you see, so this is going to be all blown out, maybe. But. Uh, but still, like, same really good Naya color combination that we want to be in for Kiki Jiki Blood Pod uh, Survival of the Fittest kind of lines. Yes. So, so what did you give it? I gave it a five. You gave it a five, and that was Minx? That was Minsk. So that totals five 
plus 6 equals 11. Yeah. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. These next three, I think, are all the same fucking thing. Okay. This is Junk Timna decks. Abzan. Yes. Timna Kadama. Timna Kamal. Yes. And Timna Halana. Yes, they're a little different in some ways and some of their finishes and how, you know what I mean? But for the most part, they're playing creature stacks pieces, drawing cards with Timna, and then using their green commander to do something. You know, kill, Timna, kill a Hulk, gain advantage yeah. over rule of laws, over on the table, one of those. Most of them are... Actually, yeah, all the green creatures do different things, yeah. Because Kadama is specifically really good with the rule of law effects, like you said, um, allowing you to put two things into play instead of just one, really allows you to break parity there. And Kamal is just a humongous beater. So if you can stack out the board, yeah. bada bing, bada boom. It kind of feels like, well, I don't know, why would you play Jetmir when you could play Timna Jetmir? And have card advantage in the command right, zone? Right, yeah. Like if you could just still yeah, have that right? overrun effect, but then also get... Card, and I mean, the, be able the to cards. Tim to Kamal then. You lose out on the birthing pod line, which is pretty huge, but I don't know if that's worth it. Like, you get to add, like, the really good creatures that go with Timna and Black, like, now Orcish Bowmaster and Dothy Voidwalker, Opposition Agent. Like, all of these cards are super helpful to the strategy, and it seems like they're only going to get more of those things. I so. would much rather. I mean, I'm a Timna player at heart. I'm always going to pick the Timna deck. I just still think no matter what, Timna is just so good. Its floor is so high. Its ceiling is even even higher um I, I i just really like timna i give this one a 6.5 i'm going with seven yeah it's a little bit better than jetmir uh maybe i should put seven but i think i put um winota at eight blood pot at 7.5 what did i what did i put at seven you gave urza a seven i'm gonna give this also a seven i'm gonna change my answer to seven okay nice i think it's as good as urza 14 at these yeah that being said you know let's stay in this color combination and talk about time a little bit here yeah um do we know <laughs> anything about time apparently no <laughs> we don't know anything about time I but love, i know I that it's time. good yeah i know that it's time good. is a stack stacks that has been winning Tourn tournaments all right i'll tell you that yeah that's true not maybe not as full in all in as some of the other stacks decks but you're but you're also you're playing stacks pieces you're going around you're breaking parity on the ones that you do play um i lose to this deck all the time it's very hard to um play against it's very hard to beat it can respond to a lot of things yeah and being able to win at instant speed is just such an underrated thing that you yeah. can do in cedh again you're in a really good color combination you don't technically have card advantage in your command zone but you can recur things from your graveyard as well i really like what this is doing for me it's a 7.4 i'm overrating it i'm Ooh, giving it a 10 a 10 i probably you should don't, you don't you know win what? two mox masters I, in a row for nothing i'm wrong i'm gonna give this an 8.4 i'm gonna change my answer to 
That looks honestly. That looks like you. Winoda, I gave an eight. Though. I think this is better than when I. I'm wrong. I think I think this is better than Winoda. You think this is better than Winoda? I'm gonna go eight point four. Is one of my answers still. I still. I'm locking it at eight point four. I think it's better than Winoda, but I think if I if I'm rating the whole CDH format, I think stuff like Blue Farm is a ten, and I think stuff like Kinnon is a nine, and I think stuff like this is a little bit under that. I see. Yeah, we are rating them a little bit differently in how we're assigning numbers, but I kind of like it because the way that we're doing it, it's not going to affect what the outcome is since we're adding our numbers together. So math, you I know? think this is good. Yeah. yeah. All right, next one, Kenrith. Ooh. Kenrith, I, I for a while I was always seeing Kenrith. Every pod had Kenrith for a long time. I feel like that was a real big part of the format. And one of the beauties I thought of that is you never knew which one they were playing. They could be on Storm, they could be on mid range, they could be on stacks. But Kenrith I feel like people have burnt out of the idea of a five color commander that does it all. Yeah, I think people would, no matter how good Kenrith is, people would just much rather be doing literally anything else in even fewer colors too. Yeah, although I don't think that should take away from the power of the card. I just think because just because people are bored of it doesn't mean the card's no good. No, and honestly, the card is incredibly suited for stacks matchups. Yeah, it allows you to break rules, rule of law parity. It allows you to not cast any spells and just yeah. do stuff. I gave it an 8.5. You gave it a great number, I yeah. Think, I think it's the best deck that we've talked about. If I would choose any of these decks so far to like best chances to win a tournament, I think I would put my money on Kenrith before time in Winona. I'm giving it a nine. Uh, I think it's really good. It's definitely underplayed yeah. for really all of these stack decks, I think. Um, but that being said, I don't think it's the best at stacks for like what you can get out of a stacks commander um i think winota and time just do things like a little bit better um but i do like all of the options that kenrith gives you i like giving plus one plus one counters to my creatures to help me uh just get have a bigger board and be able to win that way too in a long game so yeah i would say would time, you give it 8.5 8.5 i would say time and winota are definitely more explosive when uh kenrith is a little bit more modest but i think what it does is a little bit more um just reliable yeah i definitely agree just as a commander it just, it's so just, many options options are good in magic the more options that you can make the more decisions that you make that are positive decisions the more games that you'll win kenrith gives you lots of decisions yeah and, and like the deck has access to essentially six rule of law effects including the blue one arcane laboratory too so that's kind of funny yeah <laughs> arden tana we're we're back in naya yeah, thank you. Oh my god. This is a deck that plays Goto as a win condition, right? And then just like stacks pieces around that. And you get to play a bunch of cool equipments because Arden lets you do things like equip your opponent's creatures with Arden's ability so that your skull clamps can like kill their yeah. things. And then you still get to draw two cards. That's yeah, busted. That's pretty good. Arden can do some unique things, I think. I wouldn't reach for it before some of the other Naya options. It's very uniquely powerful. Um, you'll get a couple of wins because people might not be sure what you're doing, but having Tana and then another commander that doesn't draw you cards or do anything besides, I mean, it, it makes your win easier and it allows you to get some favorable interaction with a couple of key pieces, but it doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't like break the game. So it's mana advantage it's is mana. what Arden does. Like, yeah. So outside of that little cute interaction with Skull Clamp, it's just mana advantage. It lets you put your jit on a creature. It lets you put some sort of something and something on something. Uh, but at the cost of you have to play those cards in your deck now for this 
commander to be good and it doesn't provide you any other advantage so i might even be generous by giving this deck a four i wonder if the glare has allowed people to even see what the fuck think, i'm writing on this board i think they're just looking at a white rectangle i also gave it a that four that would be so fucking hilarious <laughs> i have to go and post and put all these fucking numbers in i gave it a four too um i haven't seen this deck do a ton maybe i'm wrong there's certainly some pilots that can shred it up with this deck but i have not I've not seen this one do a lot. I have seen Arden at least kind of succeed in other color combinations, but I feel like not having a card draw option, like the like the Jeskai versions for Arden are like Arden Krom. Yeah. Like I feel like that just gives me a little bit more confidence in what I'm doing. Um, otherwise, I feel a little bit less excited about that. I agree. Heliod Suncrowned, very famous for comboing with Walking Ballista, which is a very important thing to have a technically one-card win condition. Um, but you're, you're in Mono White, which is the color that you want to be in. Tell me about your thoughts again, because I know you've said a couple times now Mono White stacks weaknesses, so tell me a little bit about that. Mono stacks what? What? I've talked about mono stacks. What? Yeah. Oh, I mean, the fact that um, Heliod works against his own things. Like the, the main stacks pieces that are really good in Heliod, Walking Ballista does not work really well with. Stuff like Cursed Totem, stuff that shuts off activated abilities of creatures, stuff that shuts off activated abilities of artifacts, all that. Um, it kind of is hard for Heliod to gain advantage over there. I gave it a 6.9. I still think the card's really good. It has a, an efficient win con, and it has a lot of other stacks pieces that it can play really well. With the right pilot, I think Heliod can do a lot of good stuff, um, but it just it lacks in interaction. It lacks in card advantage. It can fall behind quick, and it's a little bit hard for it to catch up. But if it can keep a good opener and it can has start in a good um, start have a good start, I think it can still do a lot of damage. I totally agree with everything that you just said, and for that reason, I'm going a little bit low with Heliod yeah. because okay. realistically, I can only recall two people that have ever done consistently well with these mono white stack stacks. Yeah. And I feel like you're just losing out on so much by not even just playing Timna in the command zone. Yeah, that's true. I rate this one a little bit higher just because I think stacks one main issue is it can't close the game out fast enough. And Heliod having a one card win condition is one of the main reasons why Blood Pot is so good. It's because it has a one card win condition. The issue is if you want a stack stack with one card win condition, why not pick a four-color deck like Blood Pod? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of where I'm at with deck it. Deck is still good. Let's move on. All right, Magda is the next one we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah, Magda can kind of be a stack stack. I'm especially putting this on here because Magda has, the, the a lot of the Magda list have been swaying more towards stacks. Yeah. And even cutting some of, like, the rituals, which I'm finding is something that is becoming much more popular, too. Yeah, I think Magda is a real deck. I don't know if that's just because that one time we went to the tournament and you won, like, nine games in a row. I don't know if I remember what it was. It was something ridiculous. I had a nutty, You just, nutty like, couldn't lose with, with that. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh yeah everyone doesn't they underestimate magda i'm like no i'm overestimating it i'm killing it all the time and cameron is still winning with this fucking deck it does so many things and there's so much you can do and apparently i'm even playing some like outdated versions of win conditions too in these lists and like yeah, there's even more so optimal stuff i can be doing which i'm so excited to update my list and do so there's awesome things you can do with magda this is we're agreeing nines nine for me all around i think yeah. this is the highest rating that i've given i consider i fear magda about the same that i fear kin 
Magdanin. I, I think can it's tell just because I can't play Magda against your Jeskalis anymore. Because right. I'm going to kill it every time. Every time. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's it's to me it's this it's the same as Kinnon. If I can kill it and if I don't have to go too far out of my way to do it, I'm going to try to get rid of it. That's the benefit of playing with like the same friends over the course of years. Is now we yeah. know what to look out for in each right. other. And yeah, yeah. Now we know you can't let Kinnon live. Right. Don't let Kinnon live and try to counter something later. Just kill Kinnon now. Yeah. Kill Kinnon. Kill Kinnon now. <laughs> kill Kinnon <laughs> now. Kill Kinnon now. <laughs> We're going to talk about Tim Natevish next. Tim Natevish. I haven't seen much of this one. I don't really see this one either, but it's on the database, so I figured we needed another deck to talk about. All uh, right. Here we go. Two. Can't give it a two. Yeah. Honestly, dude, I think I'm somewhere around there, too. It's just, it's it's not enough. I feel like I can't copy you, so I'm going to give it a 2.5. Okay. Yeah, I just, I don't love Orzov as a color combination by itself, I don't think. Although Timna is great, I just, I think it lacks a little bit. Yeah, that's just like purposefully shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know why you would do that. Aim up. I don't think the win conditions in Orzov are particularly great. I'll say that. I don't really like a lot of the ways that you have to win. A lot of the anime dead combos I don't love. I, I, there's, I just feel like there's not a lot of great stuff to be doing in Orzov to win the game. And that's my big issue with stacks is you need to be able to win. You have to close the game out. You have to find the window and take... Don't stack the game till turn 15 and never do anything. And then at the last second, someone's like Connor Chris and they win the game. That's just it, it's not a good way to play. You have to yeah. stack it out just long enough to find your window and win the game quickly. I don't know that I see that out of these decks. Yeah, I don't think so either. All right, we have one more deck that we're going to talk about here. I love it. Let's have, let's end on a, a high or end on a high. Just give it to me. No, we're gonna we're gonna end on Yorn. Yorn. And the reason why we're ending on Yorn is because this is now like three or four podcasts in a row that Yorn has come up. Really? Which is a record because nobody has ever talked about Yorn three or four times yeah. ever. Yeah. I don't think I don't see a ton of this deck. I love what it does with some cards like Stasis. It breaks a couple of ones. Yeah. It breaks a couple of cards. I like that there's lands that you can play that it will also untap. I don't like that half of those lands come into play tapped if you're yeah. playing the duels, but I do like that like it is encouraging you to play a little bit more basics because your Snowcover Island and Snowcover Swamp can be untapped with Yorn. I guess I just I don't want to be playing I don't want to be altering my deck too negatively just to fit my commander in. I want my commander to enhance the good cards that I already yeah. want to be playing. And Yorn doesn't really do a ton of that, but you kind of need it to so that stasis works. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to I give it a three. have it work. You're giving it a three? Yeah, I give it a three. Does Yorn play Fast's Oracle Demonic Consultation? <laughs> yeah, probably. Because you're not playing Rule of Law or anything like that, so yeah. why wouldn't you? Yeah, you probably do. All right, I'm going to give it a three- Point three repeating is what I'm gonna give it. Great, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's a great one. Great. Can we talk about one more stack deck that's in my mind? Yes, I would love to. Do you know what it's gonna be? No, I don't. Yasharn. Oh my god, we I should have talked about Yasharn. Yeah, the big pig. I want to talk about him just for a second. Yeah, I think what he does is really good. I love having a stacks piece in the command zone. I'm not sure that many of the commanders that we talked about today are actual stacks pieces themselves. A very few if any of them are yasharn is an actual stacks piece itself it shuts off a lot of rakdos stuff it shuts off a lot of land stuff it gets you the mana back that you want to invest into it it's a great jeweled lotus deck i like a lot of what yasharn's doing
thing. One of the issues that it has, like a lot of these stack decks, is how the fuck does it win the game? Yeah. I think it plays really well into like a uh, go wide Elish Norn style of deck. Selesnia and green white strategies are really good at that. Um, but it does lack a little in closing speed. Um, some of its win conditions are just like soft locks, which doesn't quite do it. But it's a deck that I remember playing, I remember liking quite much, and I think about putting it back together a lot. I'm giving it a five. I like the colors that it's in, but I don't like its win conditions, like you said. You can't really win cleanly like you have to do like an elish norn and living plane kind right. of situation and like it's not always guaranteed but you can set it up to be really good i'm gonna go with the seven i know that's probably a little bit high i'm a little biased but what i like about yasharn is consistency the fact that it gets you those lands so you can mulligan aggressively to an early yasharn and feel still really good about it put all your lands to the bottom and just go back and get them i like that about yasharn i like consistency in stacks pieces um, and Stax Commanders. I like consistency yeah. in Stax Commanders, and Yusharn has that. You know, you saying that we haven't talked about any cards that are Stax pieces reminded me that there is another one we didn't talk about. One and more it's a new mention. one. Let's go. Thalia and the Gitrog Monster. Ooh, a great one. This one actually, I think, is really good. Yeah. Non basics coming into play tapped is hilariously and surprisingly heinous. Yes. If you get this out early and people kept two fetch land hands, they're not doing anything for oh, a while. Oh, they can't do shit. Yeah. It's extra devastating devastating against fetch lands it can help draw your cards and it works really well with hulk helps you get extra lands as well to be honest it kind of has everything it is itself a stacks piece it has card advantage because it says draw a card on it it does it works as a win condition because it can sacrifice your hulk i actually i like this one a lot i'm glad you brought it up yeah me too uh i'm gonna give it an eight wow we agree and really? I finally had one of them. Yeah. Nice. And I could be tempted to say, I, I could understand this one being higher if more people start playing it and bringing it to more tournaments. I think I could see more out of this card. Yeah, I definitely agree. From what I've seen, it um it seems very powerful. It does things that you really want to do in CEDH, and it works well with a lot of extra tech cards like Flagstones of Trocare sure, is like yeah. hilariously a card you get to play now. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really nice addition to this list here. First Striker Death Touch, right? First Strike and death touch it says it's also the best blocker ever for a deck that wants to stay alive a little bit longer that's helpful 100 percent. yeah definitely love this so cool do you want to figure out what the top ones are then? give it to me yeah okay. have you been doing the math add them up so our number uh 10 and 9 are yasharn and urza tied at 13 total points excellent our number eight is jetmere coming in at a total of 13.2 points our number seven is all of the timna abzan decks at a total of 14 points our number six is thalia and the gitrog monster coming in with 16 points our number five is timnatana blood pod coming in with a total of 16.5 points our number four is kenrith coming in at 17.5 points we have a tie for second and third place with both magda and Winota with 18 points. And then our top stack stack in CEDH is Tyam coming in with a whopping 18.4 points. Yeah, I think I agree with this list. I think so too. Yet again, another flawless CEDH tier list. 
coming at you from play to win. But that was our list. Does that match what your list is? If you rank these stacks commanders, how would you rank them? Let us know in the comments down below. So before we sign off real quick, I just want to bring up Soul Cal's other question here. Oh yeah. So Soul Cal wanted to know what everyone's favorite things to do outside of MTGR. Oh yeah, sure. Um, outside of Magic. Honestly, I don't really do a ton outside of Magic. I play Magic and I edit videos about Magic the Gathering. That's most of my social life. Outside of that, I would say I, I read Berserk a decent amount. I watch a couple of other anime is like Dragon Ball Z. I listen to some heavy music, but besides that, not much. That's that's kind of my life. Yeah, I too am on an anime kick right now, so there's a, a couple different things that I'm watching there. I've been really into roller coasters this past year, and I'm sure I will be next year too. So I'm always uh, trying to find ways to ride roller coasters. Um, and uh, that's uh, video games. I guess that's pretty much it too. I, I love my PlayStation. I love my Switch, so I like playing games on those, too. Thanks so much for watching or listening. If you want to support us directly, you can do so on Patreon, like our $100 patrons. Joseph Ahrens, SoulCal, Acura, Stormageddon, Cool Bean Man, Luke Cook, AJL Wasabi, Demon of Rosgrease, Kawaja A. Hamid, Lauren Cano, and Baby G-Bus. If you want to pick up any of our merch, you can do that at playtoinmtg.com. Thank you so much to Dragon Shield for supporting the show. Make sure you use our affiliate links in the description below to pick up all of your Dragon Shield needs. You can follow us on social media at TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for watching or listening. See you next time. Do you want to talk about the $50 patrons? I do. Kadanis, Stashes, Mitchell Shepard, Justin, Mansolo, Nikola Marikovic, Steven Schlichty, Pedro, C, Jacob Depp, Michael Ballou, Jan Wildfang, Thomas Bueno, Swampy McGee, David Nelson, and Jormags. Thanks for supporting. Check, 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 check. Hello? Hello, hello. Excuse me, are you there? Squeeze me. A baking powder. I'm in a humming, 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 a At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.